And welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. This week, our special guests are London-based five-piece HMLTD, and I'll be chatting with them about their long-awaited, expansive debut album, West of Eden, which came out on the 7th of February. But ahead of that, we are going to be talking about some favourite new albums that are currently spinning with our Rough Trade Edit selection. Nige, of course, joins me. Hi, Nige. Hello there, Em. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a good January, Nige? Yeah, no, it's good, actually. Yeah, I mean, until this storm hit us, it's been, yeah, yeah. the weather's been all right. But um, and busy in the shops. Boy, I mean, it used to be January used to be like tumbleweed. Yeah. With, yeah, nothing out, nothing much going on. But, God, we were hit the ground running in January. Some great albums already this year. Yeah. And it's just, you know, bang, bang, bang. On the HMLTD front, I, I saw them play at Great Escape, I think, two years ago. Oh, yeah. They were fantastic. Yeah. They were like Spandau Ballet, Adam and the Ants. <laughs> I loved them. It took me right back, I tell you. Um, <laughs> like a real proper gang. Yeah. And so it's been a while since for the album come out. But yeah, I've, I think it's a really good album. Yeah, I think it's been like a... A long-awaited one, yeah. There's yeah, some buzz around them. Yeah, then... they went to Sony and it didn't work out there, I think. Okay. So they recorded an album and had to scrap it. I think that's what happened. But now they're back on Lucky Number, perfect place for them. And it's a great album, I think. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the in-store tonight. Yeah, and we'll find out more very soon. Right? Exactly, yeah. Have a good old chat with them. Yeah. So I have a couple of albums to talk about here. I think, once again, you have three. Yep. So do you want to get going? Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, I'll start with the um, Gil Scott Heron, We're New Again. Yes. A reimagining by Micaiah McRaven. He's part of um, that kind of whole Detroit new jazz scene. And yeah. he's, he's on a label called International Anthem, which I love. I mean, I think it's fantastic. They did Damon Locke's album. Yes. Uh, amongst others, which is another great spiritual jazz album. But I love, love the packaging. I just love everything about them. I mean, yeah. they're really good. Anyway, he's <laughs> reimagined Gil Scott Heron's I'm New Here album, which is uh, one of our albums of the month and it's an amazing album is the last thing he ever recorded and um, he's redone it remixed it and now interesting fact well it is interesting if you're a spod <laughs> is that uh, Mackay McRaven's dad was the was one of the drummers with The Last Poets when oh, they really? when they first when they first started yeah who The Last Poets mm. I, who I've always loved and are kind of even more relevant now I think uh, than they ever have been and um yeah, no, it's great. And so the track I've chosen is uh, New York is Killing Me and he samples part of The Last Poets on there, which is, uh, you know, I just love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just love the way it's sort of all come around. And it's, it's I mean, it's, I mean, it's really sad when you listen to this Gil Scott Heron LP when, you, you know, he died pretty soon after recording this. And it's just such a great album. And he's done a really good remix job on it, I think. Here we go. Tried to take it on again Yeah, it got eight million people And I didn't have a single friend Don't you know, don't you know New York was killing me So next up we have Shopping Who played they've played a bunch of in stores sadly i think they had to cancel nottingham mm. but um 
they've been a rough trade favourite for a long time now yeah. and played records today a couple of years ago they're just brilliant and they've back with a formidable new album called All or Nothing recorded in London they're post-punk trio I think they're known as a London band but their members are actually based in various locations now and they're kind of dubbed as a super group of sorts so we've got Rachel Andrew and Billy um, and they're also members of other bands Andrew is actually in Current Affairs who put out that awesome record Object and Subject last year um, and Rachel is awesome because I saw her as part of Thurston Moore's guitar ensemble yeah, is that right? at no. the Barbican yeah. yeah in London uh, a couple of years ago which yeah. was bizarre and fascinating <laughs> yes. as you can imagine anything that Thurston would do um screwdrivers that's what I'm gonna say if you were there you know what I mean <laughs> but yeah this new album from them promises cleaner newer production values and shifts their kind of stripped down sound to something a bit poppier so kind of think talking heads Bronsky beat on the influence scale love Bronsky beat bit of LCD sound system maybe um they said that they still very much include those 80s uh, synths and electronic percussion and that texture that we've kind of loved and watched them develop through their earlier work. Uh, I think this track that I'm about to play a little snippet of is a great demonstration of that. So yeah, this is for your pleasure. And they're just they're just so good live, really yeah, fun. They're great band live, and yeah. we've also got a a five hundred copies rough trade exclusive we the do, silver yes. vinyl LP, which is really nice. We're going quite fast, so don't hang around. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one I've chosen, um, not surprisingly, really, you must know by now. I'm dad rock supremo um <laughs> drive by truckers their twelfth album and first new one for three years or so. I mean, I just love them. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I say I love them, I don't love all 12 albums. Some of them are a bit too uh, Leonard Skinner for my liking. Okay. But this one is, um, you know, it's quite very political for them. Yeah. It's um, just talking about America today and everywhere today, really. I mean, it's just so great. I mean, Jason Isbell, I've just found out he's got a new album coming. He used to be in the Truckers, but left a long time ago. But he's got a new one coming this year okay. as well, which I'm really very excited yes. about. <laughs> Very excited. Um, but yeah, this is kind of oh God, country rock, I suppose, but not quite as rocking as they are sometimes. The track I've chosen is uh, Thoughts and Prayers. I mean, it could be any number of songs from this. It's such a great album. Mm. Patterson Hood on really great, you know, songwriting and singing form. Yeah, here we go. They're lined up on the playground, hands all in the air. It on our news feed and we cry out in despair They're counting up casualties, everyone's choosing sides There's always someone to blame, never anywhere to hide Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers Yeah, it's really good. Also on the country front, not yeah. in the edit, there's a great new album by Terry Allen as well this month. Okay. Who is, uh, he's one of these kind of Texan singer-songwriters who, um, you know, he hasn't done an album for years, but for anybody out there who knows him, this is his best album since Lubbock, 
He's mm-hmm. great. He's kind of an artist and also a country musician. And this album is just a fantastic concept album about Moby Dick. Oh. I mean, you know, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, Crazy. out there. But yeah, great album. <laughs> Worth checking out. Not in the edit, but, you know, give it a listen. So I have Isabel Campbell up next, who has recently been crowned our album of the month for February. Um, she's made a brand new solo record, her first, I think, since 2006. And it is just so, so soft and beautiful. I kind of want to wrap someone who's really sad <laughs> up in it and cocoon them for a little while. Um, Isabel, of course, is the former cellist and singer from Bell and Sebastian. She's also done a lot of work with Mark Lanigan. I'm not sure she pops up in his forthcoming memoir. I haven't. I've got a copy. I've been given a copy. I haven't read it yet. Do let us know if you, <laughs> yes, if, when you I read will it. next next week. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's really dreamy and folky and amazing and like oh so soothing and you just have to own it. And on Rough Trade exclusive yellow vinyl, no less. Yeah. Um, she played at Rough Trade East, a release day show um, on the Friday that it came out on the 7th. And yeah, really wonderful crowd. She was really, just seemed really like excited to, yeah. to present her songs and was very, very welcoming. So it was really lovely to have her. Um, and yeah, here's a little taster. This is the song Hey World. Hey World. Every now and then inside and out there when things get crazy. Hey World. Nothing I can say, do or anything still amaze me. Hey World. Still a toss and turn. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd never met her before, but I was having a chat with her before the in-store. She is so nice. She's so nice, isn't she? So really nice. down to earth as well. Yeah. Really, really and nice. Um, and the show was just fantastic. I love this album. It's so good. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, next up, I've got um, Krangabin, who yes. uh, one of our perennial bestsellers. I mean, we sell so many of their records. Yeah. Um, but this time they've got Leon Bridges on there. They do? Who, who um, is this um, singer from ooh, uh, Texas, Fort Worth, I think. And he, he's played in the shop before. He did an in-store here when his album, first album came out. I just remember he did the song River. He walked out into the audience and did an, a, a kind of an a, a cappella version of this song River, which was just like spine-tingling. <laughs> you know, it was so good. Anyway, yeah. so we've got the normal Krangabin kind of desert you know, desert sounding instrumentals, but with Leon Bridges singing on top. Aww. And for me, I mean, it makes a lot of difference having the voice on there. I yeah. really like it. Yeah. It adds another dimension. So it's kind of epic. It just imagine you're driving through Texas with this playing hood yeah. down. That's what I'm going to be doing oh, yeah. soon. <laughs> Are you going to Texas? <laughs> I'm going to South by Southwest. I'm very oh, excited you know, to say, I'm... yeah. Can I come? So, um, <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> um, but. I won't be driving with the hood okay. down. I'll be catching the bus. Oh. I know that. Um, well, you can put it on your Walkman. Yeah, no, maybe that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> Walkman, yes. I could put it on my phone, of course. Yes. If yes. I have one. Um, but yeah, no, it's a such a great... It's only an EP. The full album is coming later on this year on Dead Oceans. Okay. And I'm um, really looking forward to that. But this yeah. is kind of, you know, it's... I just added an extra, that extra dimension, which I think they needed, really. Yeah. Um, the track I've chosen is actually called Texas Sun, um, and the sleeve is like a long highway with the sun at the end of it. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's yeah. massively like that kind of 60s vibes, isn't it? Yeah. Would you say 60s? Like the art? Yeah. Like kind of flower powery. Well, it looks yeah. a bit like it to I me. I can imagine 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, Brad Pitt in the car driving along, yes. that sort of thing. Yes, Although that's West topical. Coast, I know, but it's just, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, really good, I think. So here we go. You say you like the wind blowing through your hair. Well, come on, roll with me till the sun goes down. Touch the sun. Say you wanna hit the highway while the engine roars. Well, come on, roll with me till the sun goes down. Cool, so that wraps up our edit picks for this week. We have somebody sound checking in the shop, if you can hear that wonderful dulcet tones in the background. Casey and Clayton, I'm it's looking forward Casey to this one actually, yeah. Um, but I just want to take a very quick moment before we chat to HMLTD about Rough Trade West, because if you have visited our beloved store on Talbot Road in West London in recent times, you probably would be forgiven for thinking it needed a lick of paint or two. <laughs> Um, and you will be pleased to learn that we have not only given it, uh, well, given the exterior a spruce up, things have been shaken up a little bit inside too. So, Nige, do you want to do the honours and reveal what's been occurring? Yeah, at West? I mean, I mean, it's been a long time coming. I mean, yeah. it's been a long time since we spent any sort of time or money on it, really. Um, but oh, blimey, it's so much better now. It's um, it looks great. It really we, we've taken over the basement, um, so we've got used records in the basement, plus you know a wider selection of vinyl and CDs, and a wider selection of books as well. Um, it's just kind of been updated. I mean, yeah. it's just without, but without losing any of its um, authenticity. No, you can just move around a bit. <laughs> yes, more exactly. And, and see more, things a bit clearer. Exactly, it's more space. <laughs> it isn't just so jammed in, and. Um, yeah, unfindable. I mean, it looks great. And Chris has done a great job sort of making it look really good over there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in fact, they all have over at West. So that's, yeah, no, looking yeah. really good over there. It is. So yeah. if you go in, please tell us what you think. But uh, it is all round brilliant and lovely. Yeah. And we love it. Um, this coming Friday, we have Tame Impala, Mush, Eyelids have new albums out. So we'll be covering some of those in the next show. But until then, here is HMLTD. And thank you very much for listening. And we will see you in the next one. So, Henry, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. Thank you, Emily. You're very welcome. Um, your debut album, West of Eden, has just been released. For many, it's been a very long time coming. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of amazing reviews out there. I've been reading some this morning. Um, the record has had a largely really wonderful reception. Well, we got two out of ten in the Daily Express, actually. Okay, well. But I'm, I'm kind of happy about who that. Reads like the it's Daily the, Express? It's exa- exactly. <laughs> um, but the ones I have read have been very very great very great very wonderful very lovely um and i think it's widely known that you guys garnered a lot of attention back in 2017 mm. that obviously led to a record deal that subsequently fell through so i kind of wanted to start with if you don't mind me asking mm. how you kind of handled that experience and maybe how that has shaped the kind of the band that you are today mm. i think it was just uh we just got all this kind of hype and we didn't really uh we didn't really enjoy the hype itself because I didn't think that what we were producing at that point was uh, was that great musically. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, the hype was very much getting in the way of that, um, sure. as was all the kind of major label bullshit with Sony. 
Um, but like, uh, I think the good thing is, is that in the last two or three years, we've just been able to kind of take our time and just uh, dedicate ourselves to like really, really getting into this album and like developing ourselves as artists. And so what we've done with this album is like way, way, way better than what we were doing in mm. 2017, 2018. Like I listened back to the EP that we did, which is just dreadful in comparison to this album. Like it's such a step up um, in terms of like the quality of the writing and the production and yeah. the ideas. So I kind of, I'm kind of grateful that it's taken this long yeah. because if it had taken any less time, then it would have come out and it would have been at a more kind of hyped period, but it would have been an infinitely worse album. And ultimately what matters yeah. is like legacy. More of, a, you know? more of a diluted version maybe of what you would ultimately have wanted Not to Not diluted, just underdeveloped, do. I think. Okay. Yeah, like we've really, we know what we're saying now and I think it's a, yeah. it's a great record and it wouldn't have been <laughs> basically if it had come out to you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess being part of that kind of up and coming London scene is incredibly exciting and incredibly inspiring, but I guess at the same time comes a lot of pressure and maybe a lot of expectation with that, which isn't always maybe a positive experience. Yeah, partly partly expectation. Um, <clears throat> partly just, although we, we were really good friends with the rest of the scene and, and still are really good friends with everybody, we didn't feel like we fitted very snugly into mm. um, that categorization as being part of that scene, just because the term scene implies not just a community and friendship, but actually a shared kind of musical genre or yep. style, which we felt very, very separate from what everybody else was doing and, and still do, even though but they're people who are really close to us and we respect what they're doing. We like yeah. what they're doing. What we're doing is so totally different. So do you think now that you've broken out of the, obviously the, the major record deal, mm. do you have more of a confidence to kind of express, as you mentioned there, like the kind of, the different sound that you guys have and that you're this entity all in yourself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean just be just being on a on a independent label now is so, so refreshing. Mm. Like um it just feels like a collaborative project. Whereas I think with Sony we did feel like we were um uh, just a commodity in yeah. a, in an investment portfolio. Right. You know? Um and that is essentially what we were. You know, we were existing within this corporate structure and we were answerable to the to the higher powers that be within the setup um, and ultimately you know there's people whose jobs are on the line and they're mm. answerable to people behind them and ultimately everybody's answerable to shareholders <laughs> so yes. you know it's, it's a business venture whereas we're, when you're with an independent label it feels genuinely like a, an artistic creative venture and, yeah. that, and that is just so much more satisfying yeah we well, found a great home in Lucky Number yeah they're, they're brilliant yeah, they're terrific yeah, yeah. Um, but and massive respect for coming out the other side you know many people I'm sure wouldn't have resurrected themselves so strongly. So yeah. that's really <laughs> impressive and Thanks. congratulations. Um, so talking about the the album, it features some of your kind of earlier songs. Mm. Um, it's got To The Door on there and also Satan, Luella and I. What else can people expect from this album and how have you kind of built on those earlier songs? I think that people can expect a really diverse range of sonic influences and styles. Um, what we've tried to do always as a band and what we've tried to do on this record is to never make any two songs sound the same. Mm. Uh, and on this album goes from, it starts off industrial and it moves into kind of cowboy, spaghetti western, Morricone territory. And then it goes into kind of, you know, 80s Bowie. And then it goes into, you know, contemporary pop via PC music. And then it ends with, you know, a kind of acoustic 
um, <coughs> like cabaret song. Yeah. Um, and so I think that what people can expect is yeah, a diverse range of sonic influences, but I hope tied together in a, in a fashion that's coherent. I think that that's the achievement on this album that we've managed to do, which we haven't done with previous material, okay. is we've taken all these sonic influences, uh, yeah. which are diverse. Um, and rather than it sounding like a confused amalgamation, I actually think that it is a coherent record and that it all fits together and sits together nicely. And there's yeah. a and there's a narrative thread running through the album as well. It's 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 a concept album and it's telling a story. Mm. Um and so in that sense I think that it's it's surprisingly coherent. Yeah. And I can tell that you're really proud of it and you we're actually in Rough Trade East, for anyone who doesn't know, and you guys are just setting up because you're playing your in store tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really exciting. And you're all like dressed amazingly, I've got to say. Oh, we haven't got dressed yet. You haven't got dressed yet? No, no, yet. no, no, no. This You're is the neck. The, this these, is just these, the... are, these are my pyjamas pretty okay. much. No. Well, you look fabulous as Thank well. You. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited for later on. Because one of the most heralded kind of elements of you guys as a band is your live show. Mm. I think it was what a lot of the buzz came from mm. back in 2017 um, and since. So... I wanted to kind of ask about your 2020 plans and how you're going to kind of bring this album to life on stage. Uh, good question. I mean, because we start off very much as a live band and have become very much a studio band. Like mm -hmm. most, of the, most of the songs on the album, we wrote in a studio setting or in a bedroom setting and we haven't played them live yet before. So it's going to be a weird kind of uh, flip of the older process yeah. of when we started out in the, you know, again, it's starting in the studio and then we're going to have to take it to live rather than the other way around which is, I think, a challenge. Um, but, I mean, the live shows are going to continue with what we've always tried to do with our live shows, which is to not just uh, not just stand on a stage and stare at our fucking feet. Like, yeah. you know, people are paying to come and see us. And yeah. I think we see it as a, as a duty of respect to our audience to do more than just stand there and play our songs. Um, we think that we owe the audience theatre. And yeah. that's what we try and give the audience always is is theatre. Yeah. And I guess the album is very theatrical in many ways. Mm. So you kind of want to come and kind of be totally engrossed and kind yeah. of involved in that. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm excited. This is great. Um, are you excited about, I mean, this might be a silly question, are you excited about the future? Has getting this record kind of out giving you some sort of freedom and sort of confidence to kind of grow and learn more yeah i mean we've we've, we've kind of got the next album written already okay, um wow. and we're pretty proud of it um we haven't started kind of putting it all together in terms of the structure of the album and and uh and we need to produce most of the songs but it's all written it's all songs that we kind of wrote for West of Eden, but right, they okay. fell to the wayside because they didn't fit within the narrative structure. Yep. Like, again, this is a concept album and we didn't want anything that didn't fit within that concept. And so there's a lot of songs, often the more poppy songs, um, the more kind of obvious radio hits, yep. which we've discarded and okay. which we want to kind of uh, sew together into a into an album that's less conceptual and just yep. kind of just has banger after banger and is a bit shorter and uh, and and isn't, tied down to this concept not that we feel like this one was tied down but, <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah, yeah sure so when did you finish actually writing West of Eden uh, we finished writing it probably like in July of last year I okay. think okay um, so about a year and a half after we started recording it um so it's kind of like a year and a half of writing and recording yeah because I'm always yeah. really amazed when people come in here and they've just put out 
a record or their debut and then they've already written the second one. I'm always like, when do you have the time? But I guess, as you say, like if you were kind of yeah, doing again, it all in the sort of same session almost. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, yeah, it was, yeah. By July of last year, I think we'd written both albums, so okay. to speak. So, yeah. Wow. So we look so, forward to that. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm Mainly I'm just excited about West of Eden. I'm really proud about it. I think it's a terrific record and I hope everybody listens to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for the for number two as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank you. I know you've got to get back and get all checked out and dressed up. And yeah. How long does it take to get into your into your outfits? We uh, we usually know roughly what we what we're wearing beforehand. Okay. Um, so not not long. It's, <laughs> it's the makeup that takes a long time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wicked. Um, thank you so much, as I've just said. Good luck with the record and the rest of 2020. We'll see you for album two, no doubt. You will. Um, could you quickly pick me a track that we can play out with? Yes. Uh, we are going to play out with, uh, I believe it's track number seven of HMLTD, West of Eden, and the song is called Mikey's Song. Hi, Mikey. I heard your song. subscriptions help to support what we do so if you like what you hear then please rate us on itunes